Hello, and welcome to Monka on the Move podcast. I'm Molly Hafner, Director of Marketing at Montgomery County Community College. And I'm Jared Brown, Assistant Dean of Academic Affairs at Monka's Pottstown campus. So, Jared. Yes. Pretty excited about our guests. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So, okay, when I say the names Muhammad Ali, yeah. Michael Jordan, oh, yeah. and Jack Nicholas, yeah. what comes to mind? Some of our greatest athletes ever. Right. Okay. Now, however, did you know that there's actually a faculty member right here at Monco who has met and interviewed all of them during his career as a sports broadcaster? I believe it. (laughs) (laughs) So our guest today is Jeff Ash. He is a mass media studies and production senior lecturer here at Monco who has worked in broadcasting for over 40 years. And he's celebrating his most recent induction into the Philadelphia Jewish Sports Hall of Fame. Great achievement. Nice. This is an award that celebrates Jewish athletes and others in the world of sports who have grown up and worked in the greater Philadelphia area. Past inductees include Eagles Executive Vice President and General Manager Howie Roseman, former Philadelphia Phillies outfielder, former Senior Vice President and General Manager, and current broadcaster Ruben Amaro Jr., broadcasters Michael Barkan and Howard Eskin, and Glenn Macnow, former Philadelphia 76ers head coach Larry Brown, and Eagles play-by-play radio announcer. Meryl Reese. Exactly. And today he has stopped by right here um, to talk about his long career in broadcasting, which includes working in TV and radio. And most recently, many people probably have heard him on the KYW News Radio. Yes. Mm -hmm. Plus, we'll find out how it feels to be inducted into the Hall of Fame and what he is up to now, including working with the Philadelphia Eagles and Villanova Wildcats. So let's not waste any more time. Let's welcome Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Quite an introduction. I think we're out of time. <laughs> <laughs> right, but worthy, worthy <laughs> of it. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you. So congratulations Thanks. on your recent induction into the Philadelphia Jewish Sports Hall of Fame. How does that feel? Quite an honor. Yeah. Quite an honor. Um, uh, there's a long list, and you read a lot of those names. But these are people that uh, have made a name for themselves in the Philadelphia area, in the world of sports, uh, including, as you mentioned, broadcasting. Uh, so it's uh, it's quite an honor to be in yeah. any Hall of Fame, let alone one in the city where I grew up and worked. Wow, that's great. And yeah. congratulations. Thanks. We're glad yeah. to have you as faculty member here, too. Yep. Yes, very dedicated to the college. So you are in Mass Media Studies and Production mm-hmm. as a senior lecturer. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us more about that? What made you decide to teach at Monco? And how has your professional experience helped you in the classroom? Wow. Uh, well, let's go back to 1992. I started teaching at LaSalle University. Mm. And uh, after working there eight years, I decided, you know, I really enjoy this. The students are getting a lot out of it. I live literally across the street. So I called uh, the then head of the department, Neil Goldstein, uh, here at at Montco. Hmm. And he said, when can you start? Wow. And I came over across the street and uh, pretty much started, and that was 2000. So I've been here at the college now for 22 years. And in answer to your question about how my experience has helped me teaching, it's everything. The students really appreciate, uh, and they give me the feedback on this, they really appreciate the fact 
that when I say this is the way it's done, it's because I live it every day. It's yeah. not necessarily because I read it out of a book or I studied it in college. When I say this is the way to write a story or this is the way to, to shoot video or this is a way to talk into a microphone, it's because I've lived it for <laughs> a very long time. I don't think I'd be teaching if I weren't uh, in the field in which I am uh, instructing students. Yeah, it really helps to be able to have that back and forth, right? Just that real world experience and that kind of, I was going to say symbiotic, but yeah, and yeah. At this, right, at the same time, like you're, you're exactly, you're telling them, no, really, this, how you want to produce this commercial or, or write the script sure. or how this radio needs to come through. I mean, I find that all the time too, just working in marketing, right? It's like yep. you, you listen to the ad. That I that I wrote the other day mm -hmm. on the radio, yeah. and it really helps, you know, just to have that conversation. Yeah. What do you think about that? Did you do something, you know, to just, talk to just friends like, and family? Like, hey, how did that go? Absolutely. <laughs> just last month, for yeah. instance, I went out with uh, a student on uh, who was doing a story on the new uh, college hall that that's open and the library and how the library has been able to survive through COVID. And I helped the student put together what we call a reporter package, nice. and. The reason that I'm bringing this up is that it I got such a kick out of it because I haven't done a reporter package in 30 years, <laughs> but I remember how to put one together, obviously. Right. So I got just as much a kick out of helping the student as I think the student was in me helping her. Nice. Yeah. So you've been on the air in the Delaware Valley, uh, both on TV and radio now for over 40 years. And I'm only 35, <laughs> so, so you figure that one out. I love you it. started before you were born. It's <laughs> right. so strange. Tell us a little bit about how you got started in the business. Well, I, I went to uh, Temple uh, University, and I'm not going to tell you what year, but it was a, a long time ago. And I started taking all the classes in there, School of Communications, Radio, Television, and uh, Theater. And always knew that I wanted to get into sports broadcasting, but I didn't know how to start. So it just happened that I became a groupie <laughs> of a radio station in Philadelphia and just started hanging out with all the disc jockeys. And it wasn't an internship. It wasn't a paid position. I just would go there every Saturday night and hang out with them and learn the business and uh, get acquainted with them. And one of them at some point said, oh, there's an opening at a small radio station in Delaware County. It's licensed to Chester. Uh, you ought to go down and, and, you know, take a look at it and see if it's something you'd like to do. They were looking for an overnight talk show host. The day before I went for the interview, they decided they wanted to hire a full-time sports director. So I was in the right place at the right time. I had done all this stuff for Temple University. This is what I wanted to do. And they, and they hired me. Hmm. And since then, I've had literally 100 different jobs, big and small. And I've never had an interview for one because <laughs> our business, once you're in it, mm. pretty much it's word of mouth. And then they come to you and say, would you be interested in this position? I want to say, you know, I was skilled at what I did, but yes. I was also very lucky. Yeah. Yeah. So then talk about how your career developed over time then. Well, I started at that small radio station, and then I started working at a station in Philadelphia, just recording the weather and handling the traffic reports. I didn't do the traffic reports. Somebody else did, but I would put them on the air. So I was a bit of a, a gopher mm -hmm. and just started working my way up. And then I got a, uh, another break. 
I worked at what used to be called WCAU, which is 1210 AM, which at the time was one of the most powerful uh, radio stations in the country. Mm. And they were looking for a sports uh, producer. And I got that job. And then a few years later, I was on the air there. And then a few years after that, somebody from Channel 10 came down the hallway and said, would you like to work in TV? And it just it just steamrolled after that. So I've been very fortunate in that I have been in the business 45 years professionally, but every job I've had has been in the area. And that's very, very rare in our industry. Usually you have to go to Syracuse or Poughkeepsie or somewhere else where you have to start small and work your way up. I've been able to, to stay in the area. Very fortunate. So talk to us a little bit about your work in the station. Are there any highlights that you'd like to mention? Uh, Well, it depends what station. If you're talking about Channel 10, where I worked in the early 80s, well, I'll tell you exactly. It was 82 to 96. That's when I met and interviewed the names that you mentioned, the Muhammad Ali's, the Mike Tyson's. Jack Nicholas, Arnold Palmer, Pete Rose, Reggie White. I mean, the I could write a book. <laughs> That's not a bad idea, actually. <laughs> yeah, uh, there you go. Anybody want to uh, be the ghostwriter <laughs> for me? Um, uh, and I, I always considered myself a little kid in a candy store. Mm. That, oh, my gosh, I'm interviewing Michael Jordan. Mm. I mean, how great is that? You know, anybody that knows sports, loves sports, is into sports – would have given their left arm to do what I did. And I never forgot that, and I never took it for granted. How did you prepare for those interviews? <laughs> I'm trying to think of something funny to say, but... <laughs> uh, <laughs> breathing exercise. Yeah, I, some sort of yeah. drugs or something to calm my nerves. <laughs> I, am I allowed to say that? You know, I always went into interviews with a general idea of what I was going to ask, but I never wrote down the questions. Mm. Just because I feel that when you're interviewing athletes, you want to ask the next question off of their previous answer. And I always found, and this is a, a, a good hint for anybody that interviews athletes, they like to talk about things other than their own sport. Sure. In other words, I always used to talk to Charles Barkley about golf mm. because he loved to talk about golf. <laughs> um, I would ask other people like uh, Jack Nicholas about his family, yeah. let's say, yeah. because everybody asked them this, the traditional questions, yeah. you know, how did it feel after that game? What is it like to be a celebrity? But they really like to talk about things that nobody ever asks them. What's your favorite TV show? Yeah. I did that once. If you have a second, this is one of my favorite stories. I interviewed Charles Barkley for three hours once on on radio. It was a a talk show. And he came in the studio and he spent three hours with me. By the third hour, I'm running out of questions. (laughs) So I said, Charles, do you like the Three Stooges? He says, I love the Three Stooges. I said, I do too. I said, as a matter of fact, Larry of the Three Stooges is from Philadelphia and went to my high school, Central High School, which is true. And I said, as a matter of fact, I understand that his sister is still alive and lives in Northeast Philadelphia. The next day, the phone rings at the station at at my desk. Mm -hmm. 
Jeff, this is Lila Budnick. I'm Larry Fine's sister. I heard you on the air yesterday. I just want to let you know I live in Glenside, not Northeast Philadelphia. And I'm still alive, right? <laughs> now, is that a, that's the so power great. of what right. we what we're doing awesome. today? Um, yes. You never I'm know glad who's she called listening. In. <laughs> yeah. And long story short, or long story long, she invited me to a Three Stooge convention. We met. Um, and we became really, I mean, you know, good acquaintances. Cool. Yeah, how cool is yeah. That? So really stuff like that. It's the power of radio, the power of media. I agree. I agree. You know, I, I'm, I'm a fan of XPN. I'm sure, Jared, you probably have your own radio that you love. But man, they, you know, it is so true that you just get so hooked on things yeah. and driving in. You know, there's people all over the county or all over the area who are yep. listening to that same thing at that same time. I think there is power in that. And, you know, when you talk to somebody about it later, you're like, I heard that too. Yeah. I, there is, there's something really powerful about when, it. When, yeah. Like we're sitting in the studio now. When yeah. I was at KYW, I was the only one in the studio and I had to run my own board and I'm talking into the microphone, and I don't know who's li- – you know, I think, you know, maybe a couple of people are li- – there are probably tens of thousands, right. yeah. you know. <laughs> right. yeah. Like you don't realize what's yeah, going right. on when you talk into this yeah. thing. Who's going to hear you? Yeah. So I better watch what I say. I know. That's <laughs> great. So um, of all of the folks that you've interviewed over the uh-huh. years, is there anyone that was a particular favorite or – I mean, it sounds well, like that, that story you just told was fairly memorable, but – Somebody who resonated with you well, or just were knocked off your uh, feet? I'll give you two answers. Probably the wildest thing that happened to me when it c- came to an interview was I was covering the 76ers in Chicago in the playoffs, the Sixers and the Bulls. And again, Charles Barkley, who, you know, I, I don't want to name drop, but is, is a f- friend of mine. I hate people that name drop, and it's funny. I was telling President <laughs> Biden that the other day. That I, I really hate people. Um, so uh, after practice, all of a sudden, a door opens up in the gymnasium, and it was Charles, and he said, Jeff, come in here and bring your camera. And I walk in, and in this little room next to the gymnasium, and it's him Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen, three of the greatest basketball players of all time. That's not intimidating. So after I went to the bathroom, (laughs) I I went in with a cameraman, and Charles takes the microphone and starts interviewing Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. And it was just like, I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I'm I'm watching this. My least favorite (laughs) uh, was Mike Tyson. Okay. Mike Tyson was um, – uh, I got him at an airport when he was coming in the, at Philadelphia International Airport when he was flying in from Cleveland uh, to go to Atlantic City for one of his fights in the early 90s. And uh, he wouldn't stop and talk to me, so he was walking down the terminal, you know, the main and, – and I'm holding the microphone and the cameraman's backing up. And, you know, he could have <laughs> just stopped for 10 seconds and yeah. talked to me. Yeah. And he's given me one-word answers, and it, it was just – it was awful. And then at the end, I said, well, Mike, welcome to Philadelphia. And he said, oh, I thought we were in Atlantic City. <laughs> oh, my So God. he didn't even know where he was. So I was like, yeah, great. Okay. Like, we'll catch yeah, you another right. time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See you, Mike. <laughs> so after 15 years of working at the TV station, you left. I did. Where did you go? I went to a small production company in um, – Phoenixville, Pennsylvania. I had to think of where it was for a second. It was so long ago. The video production company uh, allowed me to produce TV shows. 
And one of the TV shows that I created is still on the air, which I'm very proud of. It's called Inside Golf, and it's been on the air for 25 years. And it's a golf show. It's a half hour long. It's on uh, NBC Sports Philadelphia. And it's the kind of show where the host takes you to different golf courses and gives you uh, tips on how to play golf and what to buy in golf fashion and uh, just very proud of that. I, I stayed there for uh, just about a year and a half, and then I, I got the call from KYW, do you want to be a sports reporter for us? And I said, how can I turn down those call letters? So I took the job at KYW and was there for 24 years doing sports and then the last few years uh, doing news. Yeah. Wow, so 24 years at KYW. So um, tell us about how that, how, what was your last broadcast like? I mean, after 24 years, like, how did you, how did you bring that to a close? You're going to make me cry again (laughs) because my last broadcast, which was May 4th, may the 4th be with you, Mm -hmm. my son was my boss of my last show. My son had been at the station for a year. And for my last show, they allowed him to be the editor of the show. You always hear, you know, KYW Newstime 515 at the yeah. editor's desk, yeah. Joe, Joe Smith. Well, this time it was at the editor's desk, I had to say David Ash. It was just very, very hard to get through because of David being there at the editor's and so happy and so proud. I mean, these are tears of joy. And then to eventually say goodbye And I did say goodbye. I broke format. I didn't do the normal thing that we do at KYW. The last three minutes, I read a prepared speech, Mm. and I thanked my audience. I thanked the people that listened to me and watched me and knew you and knew you and put up with me and for putting putting up with my stupid jokes, my dad jokes, (laughs) and um, I just said. You know, thank you uh, for letting me into your homes and your cars and for allowing me to be part of your of your life for mm. a good chunk of my life. And hopefully I informed you and I entertained you. And then at the end, I went back on the format and I said, so for the very last time, KYW News Time, 2 o'clock. Mm. And then I said, I'm, I'm Jeff Ash. Mm. Good night. And that was it. Powerful. Yeah. 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 It was it was it was fun, but it was uh teary. Yeah. <laughs> Very teary. But you're not retired because here you are continuing to <laughs> I've always I've always had a, a lot of jobs. At one mm. point I had 6 mm-hmm. at one wow. time. Now I'm down to 3. Okay. <laughs> so I went I went KYW was was number 1, <laughs> but it was one of 4. So now I still teach here at the school. I'm also the advisor to the radio and TV station. Oh, great. uh, Cap G and uh, Monco Radio. And uh, not only teach here, but I do the public address announcing for the Eagles at their home games. But I'm not the stadium announcer. I'm what they call the internal public address announcer. So I'm part of the stat crew, and I have seven or eight guys yelling stats at me. And I'm on mic, and I'm broadcasting the official stats to the members of the media. So I'll say pickup of six yards, second and four at the 23, 
tackle by John Smith. Pass I was always intended. wanted to know if there was somebody behind the scenes. Yeah, <laughs> right. So that's that's me. That's I'm good intel. I'm the, the I'm the official stat voice okay. for the Eagles, and Got I do it. that for the home game. So I do it ten ten days a year, hopefully more if there are playoff games. And then uh, last year, Villanova called me and wanted me to do some public address announcing for them. I'd also worked uh, at uh, Drexel for 14 years doing Drexel men's and women's basketball in the arena. I don't do that anymore, but Villanova called, and now I do their men's and women's lacrosse, which is at Villanova Stadium, so I'm the public address announcer for that. And then I also Mm -hmm. do women's volleyball, which uh, I do the public address announcing for that. So um, it keeps me my hand in college sports, and it's a lot of fun. I, I, I'm now doing jobs that I want to do that I don't have to do, thank goodness, at this stage of my career. But it's a lot of fun. It really is. Every, every day is different. Mm-hmm. Well, Jeff, uh, we really appreciate having you on the show. Thank congratulations uh, again on all of your success you. and for the Hall of Fame Award. We are proud of you and all your work. Uh, um, and we are proud to call you Monco faculty. Um, thank you so much for your great stories. You're hilarious and your time. <laughs> and um, I, I wish that, you know, you would have been on the air when my son, who's so into sports, um. would be listening to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, special thanks also to our sound recording and music technology student, Quinn Senta, who produced our show today. And thank you again for listening to the Monco on the Move podcast. Check back soon to hear more stories from our Monco family. Until next time, I'm Jared Brown. And I'm Molly Hafner. Thanks again for listening. Thanks for listening to Monco on the Move. Students at Montgomery County Community College working in the sound recording and music technology program record, edit, and produce this podcast. Check out mc3.edu forward slash on the move to listen to our latest episode or download our podcast on your favorite podcast app. You can also learn about the latest episodes by following us on social media. Have a guest in mind you think would be great for the podcast? Email Eric Devlin at edevlin at mc3.edu or Diane Van Dyke at dvandyke at mc3.edu. And come back next time to find out more about what's happening at your community college and catch our Montco Momentum.